1: and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking.
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this episode. I'm your host, Jen DuPlessis, and today with me, I have such a really fun guest. His name is Eric Allen. Eric, welcome to our show.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's truly an honor to be here, Jen.
2: Yeah, well, I'm I'm happy to have you, and we had the wonderful privilege of being introduced at Prosperity Camp, which was part of Secret Knock yes. in uh, San Diego. or for just, Were we in San Diego? Yeah, well, we were in Carlsbad, but yeah. we were out in California, unmasked at the time, Yep. Yep. (laughs) And had the great opportunity to be introduced to lots of wonderful, wonderful people. And you and I hit it off. I ran up to you and said, I have to have you on my podcast. I have to have you on my (laughs) my podcast. (laughs) So I want to tell everybody just a little bit about you um, before we get started here. So I, you know, one of the biggest things that I want to talk about, you know, on this on the show is The fact that you came from this broken home and you've battled addictions, you were in jail, you've been bankrupt, you've had all these, these, you know, with some people when they come on the show, they have one of these. Yeah. You have a multitude yeah. of these issues. Why few, not, yeah. right? <laughs> and But the great thing is that you've emerged to be this wonderful person who, you know, is trying to make an impact in the world and help others in, in several ways, not only with just the way that you're handling things for your own personal life and how you can share that and not push, but, you know, share that with others who are going through very similar things, but also what you're doing in the business world too, and helping people who want to, Start a podcast and grow a podcast. So I want to spend some time uh, talking just about, you know, your childhood, being raised, you know, in a tumultuous childhood, right? In a home where you beat up your boyfriend. So tell us whatever you want to tell us about. What I'm most curious about is how did you end up in jail at the age of 18? Uh, What was that? How did all that happen?
0: yeah. So you know, parents got divorced when I was 11, ended up moving to Montana where my mom had a boyfriend who was very physically abusive. They had a kid. And so they rented this house. It was a room for him. The three-month-old, four-month-old son, my sisters, four-year-old me, and then them. And they said, Eric, you get live in the garage. So I literally had this plastic tarp at the end of my bed that separated the truck that pulled in. And that was my room. And uh, luckily I had a fireplace in my half of the garage that would keep me semi-warm during the negative degrees there in winter. But uh, you know, the physical abuse continued when we moved to Montana. It got to a point where, yeah, I had to fight my mom's boyfriend off of her. uh, Literally hit him in the head twice with a cast iron pan, lots of blood. and, And essentially was kicked out of the house at that point with three months left to my freshman year of high school. And that sent me on this path of destruction for the next 10 years. So I'm 18 years old, senior in high school, and I had a bong and I got arrested for having drug paraphernalia. And had to go to jail, little black and white chain gang outfit on, bright orange slippers, 145 pound little twerp kid, you know, scared to death to go to a jail mm-hmm. cell with all these guys that were in there for much more violent crimes than having a right. bomb. Yeah. And yeah, very scary. And it was interesting because it was in a different county, so my name didn't go in the paper where I lived. Didn't even tell my parents for probably ten years after I graduated or after I had gotten out of jail that wow. I actually went to jail when I was eighteen. But I was kicked out two weeks after I graduated high school. I woke up to a note on my my bathroom mirror from my dad that said, you can't comply with house rules. We have 48 hours to get out. So between ages of 18 and 21, I moved 21 times living on couches and second cousin's houses for three days here and four days there. I had $100 in my pocket and moved to Seattle, Washington to get into the music business. I don't know how to play anything. I just said, I want to be in the music business. So I got up there, you know, <laughs> hey. basically living off of credit cards, you know, and then by the time I'm 21, I'm $28,000 in debt and we lived a the rock star lifestyle for a while, but, you know, did battle those addictions of drugs and, and, you know, had that free alcohol and and lots of concerts. This two year span went to about 175 concerts and uh yeah, it was... Pretty in in crazy, pretty crazy times for sure in my early twenties.
2: Wow. Wow. So you went to jail at 18. How long were you in jail? For 10?
0: Oh, I was actually just there for 24 hours. Oh, but okay. The, good. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah just 24 just, hours.
2: Okay. Well, that was long enough, right? <laughs> that it, was long
0: definitely enough. long enough. Yeah. yeah. The judge said, why don't you give me a reason why I shouldn't throw you in jail for 90 days? And I was like, what? And he goes, "All right, eighty nine suspended." I was like, oh, "Okay, you know
1: that's." No. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's good. That's
2: good. Yeah. So, so t- take us back a little bit to yeah. you know living in the garage, you know, and I so I envision this, you know, pulling a pickup truck in and sort of this dingy garage with this plastic, and I know that plastic, you know, everybody knows that big heavy plastic stuff. And yep. tell us a little bit how how you felt during that time. You know, d- the description yeah. of of being there is one thing, but how did you feel during that time?
0: You know, there was times where it was freeing because I was outside of the arguing that was always happening inside the house. So I could escape out to my room. You know, I had a, a TV out there. So I played some Nintendo and, Uh, did my homework and everything in that room. So I I spent as much time in that room as I could. So for me, it was an escape away from that. I think at the time I didn't realize that it was kind of like this abandonment or rejection that was Hmm. happening. And now looking back going, yeah, I was like, that was, that was a serious thing. Like I had to, you know, the only time that I was in the house was when I had to go and stoke the fire and get the fireplace going. And then after that, it was like back out to my room. And And so, yeah, yeah, there was this feeling of sort of abandonment, rejection, but it was also this time for me to just escape that, that chaos that was going on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine, I mean, I have a very, well, not a similar, similar, but I do have a similar experience, you know, and I, I do think to a certain extent, you know, going away is easier, just getting away, you know, escaping to that. So when you escaped, you know, like you said, you played Nintendo. Did you have a lot of friends? Did you, is this when you started picking up the addictions or was that later?
0: I started smoking when I was about smoking cigarettes when I was about 13 years old. I -hmm. I was introduced to cigarettes at a pretty early age, but yeah, that was kind of just the time where I hung out by myself. I lived in this remote area, so Stevensville, Montana, population 1,200, but we lived on the outskirts of town. So it wasn't like I was super close to friends. I think my closest friend was maybe, you know, uh, maybe a mile away up in the mountains there, but uh, it wasn't easy to get to their house. And so, I did have some friends but it wasn't like I was spending a ton of time there. We had a, you know, 5 acres that we the house was on, so I spent a lot of time out on the property too, just kind of wandering around the ponds and sitting up in the deer stands and stuff like that and just kind of yeah. uh, being in nature.
2: Yeah, yeah. So so your mentor was the the nature around you basically. Yes. That was your mentor. Right?
0: Totally. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Because I know there's always an, you know, an escape to that, you know, that, that kind of abuse. So, so what ends up happening is you're like, I'm never going to be like them. Never, Mm. ever, ever. And then all of a sudden you became like them,
1: (laughs) right? Yeah. I became addicted. You kind of dropped
2: into that. And then what was the ultimate turning point for you where you said, that's it. I'm done. I've had enough. It's
0: got to change. Yep. So I spent 10 years battling addictions of drugs, of alcohol, marijuana, acid, mushrooms, anything you could think of, I could probably get my hands on. And so there was a moment when I was finally in the music business. I spent a year for with Universal Records, got laid off during the Napster days when that was around. Oh yeah. And it, it really sent me into this depression where I was working at Starbucks at night. I'd get off work, go get a six pack of beer and go to my ghetto apartment across the street from where Jimi Hendrix is buried there in Renton, in Washington. And I would drink myself to sleep every night. And one night, this girl walked into Starbucks and doesn't drink coffee and says, hey, we've got this cool college age event down at our church. Would you be interested in going? And yeah. I didn't have any friends. I was depressed. I was alone. She's really good looking. Absolutely. What time do I need to be there? Yeah. You know, like that was, that's going through my yeah, mind. God,
2: schmod. It's all about you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So right. I got down there and it was all these guys that I knew from the other side of the state from where I grew up. Dude, I haven't seen you in six years. I haven't seen you in five years. And so right. I felt in that moment that God was kind of planting this seed in me, like to kind of wake up. And about a month later, it was Easter 2004. I was managing a band. We played a concert uh, the night before Easter. And I woke up Easter morning in my buddy's basement surrounded by probably 15 guys. And it was about 5 a.m. And I felt in that moment that God was saying, dude, you're going down this path that's going to end your life very quickly if you don't start making some serious changes. Right. I decided in that moment to give my life to Christ. So right there, in my buddy's basement gives my life to... Christ, and I quit cold turkey, drugs, drinking cigarettes, everything in that moment. Wow. And I called that girl up and I got her voicemail and I said, Hey, thanks for inviting me to that church event. Maybe I'll stay at the store sometime. And a month later, we were dating. And now we've been married for almost 17 years. Oh, that's, great. that's yeah.
2: great. And you have children now too. You've got how many kids? Yep. Too?
0: We have two, 11 and
2: eight. Yep. Oh gosh. Oh, that's fun too. That's yeah. fun too. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So, you know, you got married and so you had this, you know, last 16, 17 years that you've been married. Yeah. I know podcasts have not been around that long because I'm one of the veterans in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and that's a, a whole seven and a, eight, eight, seven and a half years, right? So they've been yeah. around about eight and a half. Yep. So what did you do? in between and how did you then transition into
0: podcasting? So I was always had this entrepreneurial spirit. So I was always doing like network marketing or something like that, or trying mm-hmm. to, you know, where I, you know, in my early twenties, I was like, I'm gonna be retired by the time I'm 28. You know, just like all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, we all you. want, right? Right, totally. So I, I did sales for a long time. After I forgot, married because I had to increase the income. Starbucks wasn't really paying the bills. And then in 2012, I started the top rated MMA company. My wife came up with the name. We, we, it was a, just an apparel company for MMA. And in 2015, I got bored with it, put it on Craigslist and literally tried to sell it. Mm -hmm. And somebody offered me a few grand for it and I decided I wasn't ready to quit. So I spent the next year and a half trying to figure out what I wanted to do with this company. And in 2017, I launched the top rate MMA podcast. And really it was the idea was I want to talk with fighters, MMA fighters. Why do you want to get in a cage and get punched in the face? Like that was my my main question (laughs) I wanted to ask guys. And I've heard everything from, you know, hey, I did wrestling or karate and it transitioned MMA to guys who are like, I have federal offenses and I can't get a real job, but I can put food on the table if I go in this cage and I fight somebody. And Um, so I love that story of. Want to get in there. You know, they keep going. Yeah, perseverance and things like that. And so I had no idea what I was doing when I started podcasting. I had bad camera, bad lighting, bad microphone. I was in a walk in closet for almost my first 100 episodes. Didn't even look into the camera. I was down here looking at the screen and all over the place, you know? And uh, it's been just such a fun journey. Humbly considered the number one MMA podcast out here in the Northwest now and released over 240 episodes since 2017 of that show. And uh, it's just a, a passion. Of mine to just talk with people. I'm fascinated with people's stories.
2: Yeah, I am too. I mean, that's why we're doing this. So, yeah. were you an MMA fighter? Did you do I was, martial arts?
0: I, I didn't. I, I mean, I did a little bit of karate as a kid and a little bit of boxing in high school, but never competed or anything like that. I got kind of pulled into it because at an early age, my dad would rent these movies that didn't have any English, it was just all ninja movies, right? right. It was like ninja, mo- like. All yeah. these movies of ninja fighting and things like Bruce Lee. And my yeah. dad would get Mike Tyson pay-per-views and he would take me to like the, the old school WWF when it was called that, like Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior, right. and Ultimate, right. all those guys, yeah. right? So always been this fan of like combat sports and things like that. And so it just transitioned to MMA as, as that sport continued to grow. Right. I mean, I remember being... You know, first grade, my cousin and I in Prosper, Washington, small town, would be walking a mile into town to get a VHS of UFC one and two and watch that as <laughs> right. a kid. You know, so <laughs> the old days, uh, the old days, the you? old days. Right. Totally. I
2: love, it. yeah, I love that. So, so that's what you do with the with the MMA fighters, and then you yep. also have um, another
0: podcast, right? I do. Yeah. It's the Eric Allen show. And really that show was inspired by my virtual mentor guy that I think really changed my life, Ed Milet. I came across him in 2018 and was like, who is this guy? This guy is speaking directly to me. Oh my gosh. Everything he's saying is like really hitting home for me. And I went out and I bought his book. It's called Max Out. It's the greatest book ever. I've read it multiple times. It's 95 pages or something like that. But in 2018, or I think it was around, yeah, 2018 or early 2019, he issued this thing on Instagram to his 1 million followers. He said, tell me why you want to be successful. What drives you to be successful? What's your passion? And submit that through a one-minute story on Instagram. And I did that. And he kept posting all these things like, hey, this is a top leader, top leader, top leader. And a month and a half later, I'm announced as the Max Out Challenge winner. Wow. Along with Camp Agape. And I got a phone call with Ed Milette. And it was life-changing. It was supposed to be 20 minutes. It ended up being 30 minutes, him and I. And he was so zoned out of everything else, very focused on me. And it was just genuine call. And it really inspired me to, you know, start that other podcast. So, you know, I've been blessed to speak with guys like Sean Whalen and Ed Milette, Tim Story, Brad Lee, Belders Coolyon, you know, Dan Caldwell, the founder of Tap Out, and Jim the Rookie Morrison, and of course, Greg Reed and the list has just been going on and, and now we're about 115 episodes in on that show. So both shows come out weekly and just truly blessed to be able to speak to so many amazing people.
2: Yeah. And what is that show about? What is that one about?
0: Yeah. It, it, I kind of took the same concept is I, I want to talk with entrepreneurs, world changers and success-minded people, but yeah. I want to ask them that same question. Why do you want to get punched in the face? Hopefully uh, not physically, okay. right? Yeah. Why but do you like, want to
2: stick your neck out as an entrepreneur? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why do we go through the rejections and the failures and, the, and then we keep going? So uh, yeah. that's that same concept draws into that same page, but it's more entrepreneurial focused. Yeah. I love
2: that. I love that. Well, congratulations on that. I think that's Thank wonderful you. that you have that. So let's now talk, I want to just transition into talking a little bit about podcasting because a lot of people are out there saying, you know, maybe I want to have a podcast. Everybody's podcasting. Should I, is it too late? Right. And of course you and I both been podcasting for a while, but so I'm just kind of in it. I mean, I'll be in it for the long haul because I'm already in it. So what are some thoughts that you might have for someone who's just starting out and thinking those things that I just mentioned, you know, the naysayers the tell me I can't people? Is there approaching, you know, podcasting?
0: I think they they need to do two things. One mentally go, Hey, you know what? Other people's opinions in my past don't define my future. So I can start at any point, whether that's podcasting or whatever that you're passionate about. So if you can find that out, or if that's, you know, let that get out of there. And then if you're passionate about podcasting, if you want to talk about whatever it is that you're passionate about and share it with the world, you can do solo shows, you can do guest shows, whatever it is just do it there's so many resources and so many so much availability right now to just launch a podcast literally for free from your phone if you wanted to yeah. and i'd say like put out shows you know record it it record what you're passionate about and guess what you're gonna suck at first you're, 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 I, you I, mean, are. <laughs> you, I mean, if I look back at my early shows, so yeah, yeah. one and two and probably the first 20 or even 50, <laughs> like I would not watch those shows because I'm like, Oh man, that's crazy. Like there's so much good stuff now though, to yeah. get out your passion, to talk with people. You know, I started podcasting because I selfishly wanted to just talk to amazing people. And then I was like, man, I really should be sharing this out with the world. <laughs> so that's why I really started like, "Now, yeah, okay, I need to push this out. But I think, look, if you, if you want to start a podcast, do it. And you can reach out to me or, or, you know, Jen or, or find stuff online, but you can literally start a podcast today within the next 10 minutes for free, if you really wanted to, but I would say, don't listen to the naysayers who say, don't do that. It's a waste of time. It's not, you're not going to make any money or anything like that. You can, and you can just do it. You just have to take action.
2: Yeah. And that was going to be my next question too, is, you know, to, you know, share with everyone, you know, how do you make money? If someone wants to make money in a podcast, how do they make money? how are, how are, what are some ways that you found, because I know you have a coaching program that you're going to give to, you know, as a gift to all of us and, you know, for a way for someone to kind of get some ideas on how to get started, but how are you making money or how, how, how should someone make money in podcasting?
0: Yeah. There's a couple of different ways. One, you can get sponsors and you can get big sponsors. You can get, you know, full episode sponsors, or you can just get these, you know, advertisements or commercials that are in your show, a website that I use called podcorn.com. And it's literally companies that are looking to advertise on podcasts. Yeah. So it's like this site, if you've got a podcast that fits what they're promoting, you can submit like your proposal to them and then you can get them advertising on your website. So it's just a quick way to generate money. I think you can generate money through partnerships. So like if you connect with a local company or a national brand, right? you're not going to jump out and just get Audible signing you and paying you six figures to get, get a podcast going. It's so tough. You got to get your name out there though. So the more work that you do, the more consistent that you're putting out shows, that's what's going to excite companies to want to work with you. And so if you can do that, and then literally you can just contact people and say, hey, would you be interested in a conversation about maybe talking about sponsoring my show then put in the sales, right? But at least try to get your name out there that way. But podcorn.com is a great resource for, for getting that really start up monetization to your podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. Have you tried Podbean?
0: Yeah. Podbean. I've not, I think yeah. my show is on there, but I don't know that I've actually spent too yeah, much time. They, in do
2: a, they do a little bit of, of that as well. You know, I'm really okay. fortunate in one of my podcasts. I have Quicken as my, oh sp- nice. yeah. It's oh, my sponsor huge. for, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of cool, you know, yeah. that you're involved and you know, that's exciting too. Uh, I mean, have you ever paid, not paid, but have you ever asked people for appearance fees?
0: Hmm. A- appearance to come on my show? Yeah. So I do. Uh, the, the how I make some money is typically the the folks that are on my show are people that I that I reach out to. I've got this wish list of guests that I yes. that I reach out to throughout yeah, the year, right? All. Yeah. Right, and I go through that on like a daily basis. to Go, okay, do I need to reach out to them? I don't want to reach out to them quite yet because I'm not there. My show is booked out until like probably mid November right now with releases. Yeah. yeah, but if people reach out to me and say, "Hey, can I come on your show?" I offer them, "Hey, you can if it's a good fit." Yeah but I'm going to be out till November. But if you want to jump the line and yeah. like basically get on right now, I charge a $300 fee for them. Yeah. There you go. There
2: you yeah. go. Yeah.
0: And then they can, and I've, I've done that uh, quite a few times. People, mm-hmm. people want to get on the show, which is great. And it's funny to me. I'm like, I don't really think that people would actually pay me to come on my show, but I'm going to throw it out there and see what happens.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, well, yeah. And no, if there's good value, they will. Yeah. No question yep. about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: so cool. I, I that's another way that I that I generate income is is just, you know, I, I do charge a fee if people want to come on my show. If it's inbound request, right? If I'm reaching out to folks to come on my show, I don't charge anything. Yeah, but if yeah. it's inbound request, right? People are just trying to get marketing, right? I'm going to charge them for that. Yeah,
2: yeah, no question. Oh my gosh. And we get lots and lots of emails every day, right? Right. <laughs> From that kind of thing. <laughs> and totally. that kind of thing. I was listening to your podcast, your one episode so that I could call you and say, listen to the one episode. Yeah, I know. I, I hear that a yeah. lot. You know, I found that The more organic I can be, you know, I, when I first started, I had hired a company that would go out and find people. Right. Because I was brand new in it. And first of all, when I started podcasting, we didn't have video. It wasn't video yet. So I laughed when you said about being in a closet because I I recorded all of mine standing in my closet with my phone and my earphones (laughs) you know, and just yeah. did the audio and then my dog would scratch at the door and I'd have to start over. And now I don't care. You're hearing doors in the background. It's just, I don't care anymore Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> because it, nobody cares, you know, but, uh, you know, I remember when I you know, first started out, I had paid this company to do that. And I thought, gosh, you know, I'm paying, well, I think I was editing myself at that time or using Fiverr or something, but I thought, gosh, you know, it's costing me money to do that. And then I'm paying that. And then, and I just found it's more organic, which is how you and I met, you know, we met, there were what, 70 people at this event, 60, 70 people at this event. And I only approached four Wow, to come and be on the show. Now I could approach all of them because, you know, just because, Um, but I only approached four people to come on the show, you know, and I think that that organic connection is for me is more, much, much more important than just bringing everybody onto the show. So I'm very careful about who, you know, who shows up, but so just to share, you know, that as well, that uh, that part as well. So I want to leave with, with something too, is that I, that, I know that you've done is that you've helped people work out some type of a morning routine to help them get started, you know, to win the day. Yeah. And this I think is important for, for everyone, because whether you're in business or whether you're, you know, just listening to this podcast, because you want to hear, you know, great stories, you know, that consistency is the key mm-hmm. to everything, right. Whether, yep. whether you're going to do podcasts, whether you're trying to repair your life, come out of shame, you know, when dig yourself out of some hole, right, whatever it may be, Uh, when in business, consistency is the key. So what are some of the things that you do in the morning that get you, I call it the, I get a checkup from the neck up every morning. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so funny because I I mean that in the kindest way, because that checkup from the neck up means get out of my head and get into my heart. Yes. For me, it's get out of my head and get into my heart. So share with us what, what your recommendations are to have that win, win, win day.
0: Yeah. You got to stack those wins early on. And I think that's what helps set the tone for the day. So for me, when I wake up, if I open my eyes, there's win number one, (laughs) and then I jump out of bed and I make my bed, there's two wins in 15 seconds. It's going to be an awesome day. Right. And so if I have that mentality every single day, every day is going to be awesome. And then I get upstairs to my office. I created a vision wall. Uh, My vision's too big for a board. So I converted an entire wall of my office to my vision wall, right? So I've got pictures of my family. I've got quotes. I've got my future property. I've got goals, everything on there. And I literally out loud speak and say those quotes. And I say, I am statements. And I talk to my family through those pictures and I read through my affirmations. And the whole time for me, I have worship music playing and I'm just like really getting present with with the pictures. I'm I'm putting people on there that I'm, I plan to meet, you know, Ed Milette and Tony Robbins. And those guys are like the big inspirations for me, Les Brown. Right. And so I read through that and then I go and just sit in my chair and I just have a time of prayer and for me, that's just drawing close to God and just saying, man, I'm so thankful for this life. Thank you. And it's just really going through everything that I'm grateful for. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I you know, read some word out of the Bible and that really helps me kind of set that tone for the day. But I do that every day. I wake up at 4 a.m. six days a week. doesn't matter what time I go to bed, I'm getting up at 4 a.m. Yeah. And I have to get up at 4 a.m. Because if I don't, that throws me off of my my chain of my consistency, right? And so I've been waking up beforehand for probably close to 10 years now. Yeah. And yeah. that time in that morning for me is so important because one, my family still asleep. I'm not interrupting family time. But right. it also is a time for me to just be alone and draw close to God. It's For me to draw close my personal development. And it's so much so important. It's non-negotiable for me. Even when I travel, I have photos of my vision wall. You know, so I'm looking at my phone. I'm doing the same routine every single day. And that really helps kind of just set the tone for everything.
2: Yeah, I love that. Um, Do you subscribe to The Miracle Morning? Is that where it started?
0: I do not. Yeah, I don't. I should though.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Well, Hal's been on my show. He's been on this podcast, you know, this podcast and you know, he, he's just an incredible story of someone who, you know, was very, very close. He had cancer recently and he was very, very close to death. They had less than a 1% chance of him surviving the kind of cancer that he had. And, and he drew in the miracle morning, even more to himself, you know, and, uh, come out he's come out with a new book as well. Okay. And I think it's called the miracle equation. I may have that wrong, Hal, if you're listening, but you know, because, it, because that consistency and that positive outlook and that resetting and that, you know, I do it with my coach every day. We have it 1140 for 20 minutes every single day, at wow. 1140 Eastern time, 840 their time. <laughs> so okay. I have to interrupt okay. my day, but, um, we do soul intuition. You know, we all, we all talk about what we're grateful for. We do breathing and we, yeah. Just have that quick twenty minutes, and for me, it's good because it's halfway through the day. I already did my morning work, but it's halfway through the day for me to be able to get another booster shot every single yep. day. You know, I absolutely love that. Uh, you know, and your positive energy is just—you know—it's coming through our screens here today. You oh, know, even though you. we aren't in person, but that positive energy is coming through the screens. Is you know, I wish you the best in everything that you are trying to achieve in your life, and I know that you again, you've got a gift for us. And so, explain to us a little bit about the Free Foundations
0: course. Yeah, it's Free Foundations course. It was actually my coach created this course called the Foundations course. And it's really just deep diving into that mindset of folks of like building the foundation mentally so that you can attack your business, you can attack your day and really like not allow those distractions. And it's such a great course. I learned a ton of it. It probably took about four hours to go through it total. And then you could, there's even a 2X speed if you wanted to go through, but it was so amazing for me to go through that course. And I'd been working with my coach, Mike, the makeover master for a long time prior to him releasing this. And I learned so much just out of this one course, I'll definitely send you the link there. And it's, it's an amazing course. It really just kind of helps you get that right mindset and and the importance of building those foundations mentally before you go attack your business or your personal life or networking or anything like that.
2: Oh yeah. And I totally love that because you know, mindset plus mechanics Mm -hmm. is where the magic happens, right? But it doesn't say manic mechanics plus mindset. So we start with the mindset for right? and that helps us through the rest of the day. And especially right now as we're, you know, and as we're recording this, we're in the midst of getting out of COVID kind of, yeah, you know, the <laughs> pandemic sort of, right? right. Like a little, a little back and forth that we're all experiencing and we, we all need some positivity in our lives. So what would you like to leave us with today?
0: You know, I'm just a big fan and just loving people where they're at. You know, it's not my job to judge anybody, right? So if the world just took to took to loving people where they're at, doesn't matter what their preference is on a mask or no max or racks or whatever, right? Or political preference, doesn't matter. If we just love people where they're at, man, the world would be such a better place, man.
2: I love that. I love that. I have to remember that for my husband. <laughs> Based on what we just talked about on right. the green room. Thank you so much. I've learned something. I definitely learned a lot, but I've learned that. That's for Derek Sure. That's awesome. Well, thank you again, Eric, for being with us today. We really, really appreciate it. And I just want to say to everyone, thank you so much for spending time with us today. And part of your day, if you're brand new with us, welcome to the community. If you've been with us for a while, as always, I'm so grateful for your constant listening and feedback. I get the feedback all the time. Continue the feedback. And don't forget to scroll down on your phone and give us a great five-star rating and write a review. It's so important that we have reviews written all the time. So again, thank you so much and go out and make it a blessed day. Thank you, Eric.
0: Thank you.
1: You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen DuPlessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now